Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Astral Projection Techniques. Today I have a very special friend, an admin to our group, Katie. Welcome Katie. Hi Jose, how are you? <laughs> good, good, how are you? Good. Katie is an experienced traveler. She is a host of this program and an admin to the Facebook group. And uh, for the mem the people that are searching, we have a Facebook group called Astro Projection Techniques where we offer help at no cost. Just look us up on Facebook and you'll find a group. So today uh, I wanna we want to talk about astral projection and the process that leads to the experience. Katie, I often read people's um, questions, the people that want to experience astral projection and they don't know where to start. So I always tell them, you know, the best place you can start is by reading material written by well-known authors. Absolutely. Me too. Yeah. If you go on Facebook and read a comment, you don't know if it's tainted with, with a belief system or versus right. going to a book, you get everything in detail. Right. And we have access to a lot of really great information from authors that we know. Yes. And, and it's pretty cool. Um, we have William Buhlman in the group, and he's, he's a very nice friend. He jumps in and helps people when they need help. He's definitely been a big influence in my life. Yes. Yes. He's helped me out so much. We also have Bob, the author of Robert Peterson. He has a website with uh, links to information for people that are searching. And in particular, I have one of his books called, or we both do, Out-of-Body Experiences and How to Have Them by Robert Peterson. He's also an admin, and he's always helping people out, which is pretty cool. We have a lot of good people in our group that are there to yes. help. Definitely. A lot of people ready to jump in and help people get started. Yeah. We are service to others. We don't charge. And the group is very strict. Um, we don't allow people that are disrespectful or mock. We remove them right away. We want everybody to feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. And the group has been very successful. It's a safe place. That's what I keep hearing from everybody is this is the best group because it's a safe place to go. Yes, very true. And we try to keep it that way so that people can ask questions without being afraid of, of ridicule or, or being mocked. And I think that that helps out a lot in yes. the sense that they know that. And, and another thing, admin is very active at policing the group. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> and it's fun that we can all, you know, tell each other our experiences and help each other out if we're not quite sure what to do. Yeah. Yeah, that helps out a lot. Our, our admin team is very dedicated and they're always combing through the posts, making sure that everybody's being polite and respectful and mm -hmm. um, just to have a, a safe environment. And the group blew up in less than, I think, three and a half or four years. It went from when I joined, I, I can't remember if it was five or seven, but it just went from to 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, and, and now we have 65, right? Plus? Yes, I, I came out a few years ago as a member, and then you guys called or asked me to join when it hit 50,000 members, and that was just a couple months ago, and now we're at 65,000 already. Yeah, and I think we did, in a month, we went from 50 to 60, 
I remember, yeah, something like that. And it's still yeah, growing. Yeah, huge, so. huge numbers. Yeah. Um, and we're the 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 members that joined. They're so I, I love their questions. They're so mature about their experiences and their questions. Um, mm -hmm. The content is just amazing. Yes. Overall. There's those that are new and just dying to learn. And then there's those that are seasoned and have so much to give and offer and yeah, want to. So Very helpful. Yes. Yes. So what we were talking about earlier, how to have an out-of-body experience, people often try to find out, let's say if for me, as an example, I began having spontaneous out-of-body experiences. I would be in my room. I was a teenager. I would go to sleep, and next thing you know, I would be standing in the middle of my room. I'm like, what? What? Wait, I just went to sleep. What What happened? And then I, I would turn around <laughs> and see my body, and I would freak out, and boo, I would snap right back into the emotion, would just take me course, back to yes. my body. So, yeah, so that happens uh, multiple times, and that led me to uh, find answers. And... Um, Back then, there was the internet was dial up. It was like a fourteen point four k modem. You had to plug mm -hmm. into the phone, and they charged by the hour. So I was like, yes. I couldn't afford it. <laughs> yes. So I remember going to the library and checking out a book, and it took me hours to find it because back then there was one. <laughs> there was one, and it smelled uh, old because nobody checked it out. Nobody was mm -hmm. into that, you know. And I forgot mm -hmm. the name of the book, but um, now everything is different. The internet, there's so much information out there, groups, and so it's different right. for everybody. Right. But so um, all these people existed that wanted to find out but never knew where to go and just kept it to themselves yes you know i had pretty much the same story as you it, it all started uh, in my teen years well i mean i remember out-of-body experiences as a child but you know it really became real in the teen years and then you just want to know you know where do i go why do i what's happening to me yes so i was out in the the other bookstores <laughs> <laughs> looking for answers. Yes. And, and back then it was a little bit more difficult to find information. And then I don't know if it was like this for you, but for me, it was difficult to talk about these experiences because it was out of the comfort level of the people that I went to for help. So I was offered a religion as an answer. I don't know if it was like this for you. Right. Um. Well, I went to my friends who, who were pretty open-minded, but um, didn't have the same experience. And so they kind of wondered, you know, if there's something kind of off with me. And um, I felt for many years that I just didn't fit any, in anywhere because I was different. And I, people just didn't want to talk about it because I didn't have the same experience. Yes, yes. I felt the same way. <laughs> uh why is this happening to me? Um, how come I, I'm, I can't connect with everybody else? I felt different. I don't know if this is something that uh, certain people go through, but that led to answers, to finding answers. And, and, and just like you, you know, we, we, we search, but everything now is so different. It's easier to find information. It's just a matter of filtering the information. You want to make sure you're, you're not getting fear-based information. Mm -hmm. Also, there's a lot of people that are taking advantage of others. They'll tell you, hey, I can help you if you pay me this much and 100% guaranteed. And, right. You know, it's 
there's people that don't know. Mm-hmm. It helps to do research. Uh, make sure, you know, you're looking, connecting with the right people. Exactly. I read every metaphysical book out there. And I went to a metaphysical bookstore one day and said, look, I, I got all these techniques. I get the how. But why? Why should I do this? And he goes, oh, you need this book. And of course, it was uh, Robert Monroe, which I devoured. And then all the rest of his books I devoured. And then I was so sad to find out that he wasn't with us anymore by the time I found it. But I went straight to the Monroe Institute and that opened my world up. Oh, nice. How was that experience? Uh, so good. <laughs> it's like, yeah. A lo- I think a lot of people have said that Hogwarts for grownups. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. Oh, yes. All of a sudden, everybody understands what you're saying. They're like minded. Um, plus, you meet other people that are into things that you never heard of. And um, it's just a whole new group. You know, even back then, that was probably 99 or 2000 was the first time I went. There wasn't a lot of groups like this yet. Actually, there were none. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. (laughs) And so while I was there, it was great. And I kept in touch with a lot of people. And I went several times. But when I come home, nobody. And I tried to reach out and... Yeah. But it wasn't until um, Facebook and um, Meetup and stuff like that where I could actually find people and meet people and talk to people. Yes. yes but that's that's all cool that you went to the, uh, to TMI. That's, uh, that's an amazing experience. Yes. I went for the Gateway Program, the Guidelines Program, and then I was so fortunate. I went to um, William Buhlman's out of body. Yeah, I was going to ask you, did you did you meet William? Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> he was there. He is such a regular guy that you feel right. so comfortable around him. I mean, of course, you admire him for all the work he's done and everything he's put into our, this community, but he's a normal person. <laughs> right. He's very, you know, I love his lectures. Mm-hmm. I found his lectures and I remember listening to one over and over and over and over and over because I felt like so right. Like, oh my God, I finally found it, found it or him or it, you know? Yeah. And uh, he, I mean, he's the one that got me flying. Oh, yeah. You know, educated me. Right, right. Once <laughs> I um, went through all of the Monroe books, I went through all his books. So I had read all his work uh, up to that date before I met him in 2017. And it just changes everything. You know, meeting your people changes everything. Yeah, it does. And also just uh, understanding the process from somebody that's experienced helps out a lot. They know what they're doing. They they know what to teach. Mm -hmm. They know what to avoid. And I I love Mr. Buhlman's work because he's there's people towards self-empowerment versus fear. And he's always trying to tell people, you know, fear is not good. Fear is a block. And it's so true. Mm-hmm. Getting that concept from reading his work and Robert Monroe's work. You know how when you have out-of-body experiences, eventually you're going to come upon a fear test. For a lot of people, it's right in the beginning and then they see a scary face or something right off the bat. They don't realize it's a test. Um 
I was out of body and I wanted to go somewhere I shouldn't be going. And I was stopped by a woman who was floating and a bear dog man. And he was turned and viciously growled at me like he was going to tear me apart. And I just growled back at him and laughed at him. And then he laughed at me. And I knew right then and there I passed my test. Yes. It was so awesome. But I wouldn't have known that without, you know, these books. They're just so full of valuable information. That's so true. I was thinking of that you were talking about your experience. I remember Tom Campbell and Mr. Monroe when they were working together. I remember, I can't, I, I can't remember if it was uh, my big toe where I read this, but Tom Campbell talked about a test that he shared with uh, Mr. Monroe. And then he stopped him in his track and, and said, hey, wait a minute. I had the same fear test. Did this happen? And he's like, yeah. So I found that so interesting. They both had the same fear test, which is, uh, you know. Exactly. Which was a really violent test, too. I mean, it was a battle. For them yeah i was able to avoid the battle because i was expecting it to happen because i got his information his experience helped me to not have to fight and still pass yes yes and you know what when i was trying to induce after um, my teenage years i have i had my test my test was a little intense it wasn't it wasn't just one incident it was multiple in one night <laughs> oh and finally i was so tired of being afraid i said you know what screw it i'm not gonna I, whatever you want shadow so i was asleep and i was trying and trying and trying i was doing the um gateway i think i was doing one of the focus uh levels and mm -hmm. next thing you know and it feels so real everything is so real i felt someone tug my leg yeah I'm like what the hell and then i look up and there was a shadow at the foot of the bed i was tired of being afraid i said nah so and i turn around and i try again and now the shadow is next to me i said look i'm, I'm done with fear you know I don't, i'm not gonna be said disappeared <laughs> next the next test i kept trying and I was ejected to the roof, just upward, boom, and I found myself on top of the house. And I was looking, I'm like, what the hell? So I'm afraid of heights. Uh-huh. So that was a test, and I, I was okay with it. I snapped back out. As soon as I went back into my body, I was ejected in the bathroom. I'm like, but it felt so, like, fast, like if my skin was coming off. You know, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. My emotions were cool. I wasn't scared. The next one, I saw a pair of eyes right here where I'm sitting in the corner of the room. Mm -hmm. Red eyes. And then two turned into four. And then I, I heard a growl. So I saw right here where I'm sitting, I saw a pair of red eyes. And then two turned into four. four and I heard a growl. I'm like, holy cow. So it was either... I was going to filter it as a demon or I was going to filter it as a test. After I saw, I turned around and I saw the shatter. After I saw that, I heard the growl. I, instead of panicking, I went towards it. And it turns out that it was a lion and his mate. And I'm like, what the hell is a lion doing in my room? But it was so real. <laughs> I went up to it and I stared at it and... 
Next thing you know, I was on like, okay, so it went away and I'm like, oh crap, I'm now I'm in my room. I'm having a not a body experience. And I, I always wanted to meet my higher self. So after that happened, I said, higher self now, because I learned that from Mr. Buhlman, from William. He shot up like a rocket, woo, just straight into space. And I, I melted into, I connected with everything. My expectation of the higher self was, I didn't even know what that was or meant. I was expecting to see like a man with a long beard sitting on a throne saying, hey, what's up, you know? Right. But what I encountered was like a connection to everything. I could feel everything, everything. I was connected to everything. It was like beautiful, unexplainable. After that, I saw a weird pattern. It was a wall with symbols. I, I just, to this day, I don't know what that meant. And uh, I heard a, when that wall appeared, I heard a voice say, that is it for today. Day, day, day. Like really loud. <laughs> so I started going gently like a feather. I could feel it back into my body. And I woke up. I'm like, whoa, you know, that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, very cool. The fear tests, the fear tests do happen. And you know what I found interesting, um, Katie? We we create those experiences ourselves when we enter that in between and awake uh, state. Yes, because everything manifests. And another thing that I recently uh, discovered is that when the hemispheres are sort of like linking with each other, uh, people feel like a presence, or they can sense someone standing next to them. When it's nothing more than the 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 brain talking to each other, so that the the we interpret that as a, a presence or right and not understanding this can freak people out oh there was a i felt somebody in the room or there was an alien but it's nothing more than the connection the hemisync that leads to the experience in their own brain yes which is very interesting <laughs> well i had a very unusual experience and maybe Maybe it was something like that. Can I tell it to you and you tell me if you think it might have to do with that? Yes. I was in bed one night and all of a sudden I heard this just sound super loud. And I lived in a condo at the time and it was just like right over my building. And I'm thinking, what's that? Police helicopters? I don't know. I peeked out the window. I didn't see I, mean, I got up uh, in the physical and looked out the window, there was nothing there and I could hear it so loud and vibrating. I could just feel the machinery. And so I went out and I, I went out the front door and I looked up fully expecting a giant UFO to be covering, you know, going over my home, nothing there. And then the sound started to go down and down, but still kind of going in a circular motion. I could feel it in my body. And so I walked back in the bedroom slowly and it got quieter and quieter. And all of a sudden it sounded like it was my heartbeat. Mm. It went from this huge, huge thing. And then it was within me. Yes. Do you think it had anything to do with the hemispheres sinking? I think you probably... I've never been able to figure this one out. You probably felt your, the, the, cause I know the, the heart is, is creating a vibration as it pumps. So that's, it creates an electromagnetic 
function mm-hmm. and and you probably tapped into that yeah it was pretty amazing i'll never forget it yeah and and you know i know that um there's symptoms that happen that you, you know seeing stuff hearing stuff feeling touched um those are symptoms and you let go of the physical senses that you start picking up on on other senses that you're not used to. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Your non-physical senses. And along those lines, one time I was in bed, I wasn't even trying. And, uh, or I, I remember hearing like music, loud music. I'm like, oh my God, it's three in the morning. Who the hell's listening to loud music? Stop. You know? So then I, I turned around and I went back to sleep and I started hearing tires screeching. Like cars racing here, right in my in, on my street, and I'm like, "Who the hell is racing at three in the morning? They're gonna call, call the cops," you know. <laughs> it was I was I was feeling the vibrations. It was the vibrations. The vibration that was going through you. There was nobody out there. I was. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, they, okay, just relax. <laughs> well, that's kind of similar, isn't it? Yes. Yes. You know, because it's a, a vibrating, pulsing sound that you can hear and feel, and it ends up being within you. Yes. Um, some things are just hard to understand. <laughs> and you know what the cool thing about it? That it's common um, amongst travelers. Yeah. So we know we're not imagining it. <laughs> right. You know, you know, the good, the um, gift is yet to, yet to come when you start feeling vibrations. It's the doorway is opening. Yes, yes. Very true. (laughs) You know, if there's one thing I could say to, you know, anybody who's dealing with fear, like, you know, people who are new and just having spontaneous experiences and they don't know what's going on and they're afraid. If you could ever just don't be afraid, just don't be afraid because it's a gift and it's wonderful. And just if you feel it, go with it surrender to it you won't regret it yes i agree i've seen a lot actually i think it's normal to experience fear i want to say that most people experience it but i'll speak for myself i astral projection will change your perception of reality but in order to change yourself you have to do the work and once you do the work right and you start paying attention to yourself and the blocks that are getting in the way, everything changes now that you're able to enter these higher realms, more spiritual, less heavier, less because you're you're accessing parts of yourself that you've never accessed before. And what I tell people is, okay, so you're experiencing fear. How do you get rid of the fear? Well, on the last one, I spoke about the different types of fears and it was a lot of info. I don't want to get too into that but I, I i usually tell them okay get a pen and a paper and start drawing squares black squares every negative thing about yourself is a black square once you're done with all the bad then start with white squares and all your good qualities are going to be white and then compare both of them if you have more negative or black squares you have work to do but now you put awareness in those areas of yourself that need to be worked on and once you start fixing those negative areas, everything is going to change. Yeah. Everything is going to change. And it helps. It helps when you have your mindset, when you astral travel, when you're more confident in yourself, empower yourself. Right. 
Yeah, you don't want to take a negative thought with you over there. Yes. Or you're going yes. to see it. <laughs> yes. And, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's a same, the same thing goes for, let's say, death, for example. Eventually, this is going to end. I mean, that's, that's the law. And whatever you avoid now is probably going to be there at the end. So why not work on self right now when we have the opportunity to work on self? <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What else you got to do? Hmm? All day. <laughs> so I'm going to pull out Mr. Buhlman's book, Secret of the Soul. So I just want to touch on a, upon a comparison or or something that I caught when I was reading different material from different authors. And I saw the same thing over and over and over. I'm just going to talk about chapter 10, Secret of the Soul, just really quick. Mr. Buhlman says, I would recommend experimenting with several techniques until you find the one that fits you. The process with your chosen method for at least 30 days. Daily repetition is extremely important because it helps to condition the mind to open and accept reality of fully conscious out-of-body exploration. So I found that to be very interesting. And then he goes into the techniques. Now, when I pulled uh, Bob's out-of-body experiences and how to have them, I found this. It's chapter 24, page 217. He says, many people try to induce out-of-body experiences without success because they don't know what to do. And this is very true. Some people lay down. Some people expect something and... It's not just that. It's a combination of stuff. And I'm going to skip and go to conditioning. Most out-of-body authors agree that your subconscious takes you out of body, uh, out of your body every night. With practice, you can use this to your advantage. There we go again. Practice and conditioning the subconscious mind. Yes. It's, it just repeats itself. And that's very important, I think. In order to achieve the process, it's not just laying down and hoping that something will happen. It's a combination of understanding yourself, your blocks, your, your good qualities, and getting rid of that fear. Well, what I do is I start with journaling. Right. And I just repeat things over and over. Um, like, now I'm out of body, or higher self now, or write it all out as many different kinds of things that you can think of that are related and then go to bed with those thoughts in your mind. I frequently do the wake back to bed thing. I get up around three o'clock in the morning and I have a special place to go for my practice. And then I'll read a couple paragraphs. I don't want to wake up too much, but you know, I have to get the words back into my mind and then I'll turn on a CD. I have some CDs in there and, or, you know, on YouTube also. Um, and I like to do ones where you focus on body parts, like think of your toe. And if you notice when you're thinking of your toe, it'll get warm and start to vibrate. And then you think of your next toe and focus on that one and it will, and you just go through your entire body. And by the time you go um, up one side and down the other, pretty much your whole body has started the vibration process already. Oh, nice. And then you invite the vibrations, you know, 
bring it on. I want this, you know, in your head, you don't talk out loud because you want to keep as still as possible. And pretty soon it will begin to develop. And if you cannot get excited then <laughs> and just relax, which is also difficult when you're not too experienced, you just get really excited. Then you can just relax into the vibrations. And then what I like to do is roll out. Cause for me, um, I perceive gravity, even though it isn't real in that you know case, but I just go on my side and I just roll onto the floor. And that would be, you know, one technique that I found is really um, reliable for me. Um, but there are hundreds and hundreds of techniques, of course. And one other thing I want to say is get away from your body as soon as you can and don't look at it. Everybody wants to look at their body. Go look at something else away from the body. Don't even think about the body because the second you do, you're back in it. It's all true. And uh, that's what is recommended to stay away or just get away from the physical body. Mm -hmm. It will snap you back in if you let your emotions um, take hold of you. Right. But um, that's a, a very uh, that's a very good technique, your focus technique that you're using, and you know, when you were trying to induce the experience, I thought the technique was responsible for the experience. But later, I found that the technique is a substitution to keep your mind awake enough to to let go of your physical body. You were talking about the. Uh, wake back to uh, bed method, and that's very effective. People use uh, sleep as a launch pad, and they use sleep cycles. I see that a lot of people report falling asleep when they try initially, and that's because the first two sleep cycles are deep sleep, delta, and the ones that are after that are lighter, so you can remain in that in-between and awake REM stage of sleep and, and and that's the one you're using which is so cool um and that's the door to astral projection yes that's where the technique comes in i've also found that meditation the advanced people can uh, ap from meditation mm -hmm. because they bring their brain waves to a relaxed state and then they shift so it's a combination yes i think it's necessary i do meditate daily it, it you really have to make that part of your life yeah it also helps with purging negativity as well yes and that's that's the change it's not just laying down okay i want an ap no i think it's control and practice and dedication and awareness it's a process finding yourself who you are working on yourself removing the blocks removing the fear Understanding the process, how, okay, how do I have it? Okay, well, right now I, I can use sleep because the body shuts down on its own. It, the, the brain creates those melatonin at night when the sun goes down. And I know that the first two sleep cycles are, are deep sleep. So I'm going to wake up two hours after that. I'm not going to go to my bed. I'm going to go to another location where my body's not going to fall asleep or be too comfortable. And once you understand everything, everything starts falling in place and the experiences start happening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I did that, 
I went, oh my God, oh my God, I'm out. And I ran across the room and turned around and made the fatal mistake of looking at myself. Oh. And then I was yeah. back. <laughs> but but then I knew it worked. And, you know, I was able to reproduce that. Yes, yes. There's different techniques. There's some people that can't visualize. Others can't do motion. Others can't do expansion. For me, I could not roll. Now that I'm talking about that, I bought Mr. William Buhlman's out-of-body techniques uh, CD, Hemisync. I have that one too. And yeah, it's great. I went to his group and I started asking questions. And I went through all the CDs and I found one that really helped me, which was the balloon technique, Mr. Buhlman's. That was my best one too. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay, so cool, cool, cool. I've been wanting to to, to ask somebody. <laughs> I, yes, I found somebody. You see, I found somebody. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it's all fallen into place now. You know? Yes. Let me ask you something. Okay, for me, this this happened, and, and everything is a learning experience. When I would do the balloon method, I was sending my awareness upward, and I would click out and enter a random place. I remember one time going up to a being and asking him, hey, what's the name of this planet? Through telepathy, it was a planet, like a number RX or NX 59 or 95 or whatever. <laughs> but I knew that I was filtering that through my own perception. Right, what you could understand. Yeah. It wasn't really that. That's how I understood it. So I found myself... Sending my awareness upward, like I would just land in different areas. And, and one day I said, you know what? I'm just going to pick a target. Mm -hmm. So I started using a target technique. So I, I knew where to go. And that's how I went to Mars. <laughs> wow. I've been to the moon, but I haven't been to Mars. Maybe I need to shoot out a little farther. <laughs> I got a picture and I looked at it. Cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. You got to go. It's well, you have to go. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. There's some stories that I wish I could share, but I don't feel too comfortable, you know, but it's a must. It's a must. It's not that I don't want to share. It's just, you know, it's like, I don't want to call too much attention on myself. I don't want anybody knocking on my door, you know. Right. But the uh, target technique with the balloon technique, I would just balloon and then target. And it was very efficient. Okay. Sounds like a really good plan. Yeah, yeah. And his his CDs are actually, he uses hemisync, so he's syncing the hemispheres together to help the person have the experience. And it's so cool because he walks you through the, again, everybody talks about relaxation. Everybody talks, or uh, different authors or, or teachers. So he guides you through the relaxation process, and then he walks you through the visual aspect of the technique. And if you pay attention to that, that's what hypnotherapists do. They relax your body and then they give you visuals in order to tap that subconscious lower theta brainwave that has all the information. And um, he does that. He, he uses different techniques. He relaxes you. He gives you the visual work and then he lets you go. He tells you, OK, hang on to that thought. Go. Go. Yeah. Yeah. As you drift off. It, mm -hmm. it, I was having those experiences with the balloon method. Yes. 
yeah, I like that too. It takes you up and away from everything. Yeah. And then dropping your um, anchors and blocks with the sandbags. Oh, yes. Just cut them free and then you shoot up higher. That's true. I forgot about the sandbags. Yeah, it's excellent. Yeah. And uh, it, it does, it, all that helps because you're programming your subconscious every night through repetitive work to let go. Things that you don't need and work on yourself and... I know Monroe, Mr. Monroe has the box where you put all your worries and concerns and then you close it. Yes. And the reason for that is you don't want your mind to be cluttered with noise that's going to get in the way. Right. You want to have a clear, right, calm mind in order to try to execute the experience, which is cool. So it, it all repeats itself in different forms or different explanations, relaxation, calm, and concentration, which is so interesting. Right. So having the full intention the whole time, people ask about, well, should I take this drug or should I eat this food or none of that stuff matters like intention. Yes. So true. That is the biggest key to the whole thing. You don't want it. It's not going to happen. For a while. I was noticing the posts and, and you know, it, if it works for somebody, I say, go for it, you know, but if it's not working, you got to keep on searching, you know, the, put the rock next to my, my, my bed or light the candle or, um, mm -hmm. drink something before you go to bed or face the North. Yeah. And, and, and it really, you know, it's a technique. But it comes down to understanding how to enter the process, where to enter it. Mm -hmm. And we know that it's a relaxed state in between awake and asleep. That's it. Yes. The rock is no different than the, the ceiling fan. You know, it's not going to do anything for you. So, um, you know, that's a very important part that I think a lot of people miss. Right. They're looking for like an easy way or a, the magic or, you know, something that will make them do it. But the only thing that's going to make them do it is themselves. Yes. And intention. And, and prayer helps too. Yes. You know, just let your higher self know you want to get out there and meet them. Yes. So we talked about the process. I think that people have an idea by now of what needs to be done or what should be done. And where to find a door to, to, oh, before I forget, dreams can be turned into astral projection. Mm -hmm. That is also another um, way of experiencing AP in case somebody has a hard time doing it from one step to the next. You can go into the dream state and program your subconscious through affirmations and then wake up in the dream. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people ask, you know, how do I get um, to AP from a dream. And I should say, look for a window or a door. And if you're starting to think about windows and doors, something's going to open up and go through it and you know, it'll happen. Yes. You know, for me, I used to have these repetitive experiences. It was either, I couldn't find the keys to my car in the dream. I couldn't find my car or I would be going down an alley and I would say, I'm not turning there because there's thugs. I'm going to get beat up. The dream would just take me there. I'm like, ah, oh, crap. So it would repeat itself often. Yep. One day I was so sick of it. I'm like, you know what? Screw this. I became lucid. 
wow, what? I even cussed in the dream. What's the purpose of this? This is nonsense, blah, 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 blah. And I heard this voice. Oh, the, the voice. God knows who it is. I'm like, oh, what? The, who did I? Yes. <laughs> it said, um, these are not dreams. These experiences have purpose or have uh, lessons. Without these lessons, you would have no purpose. I'm like, whoa. So I learned, okay, so these dreams do have a purpose. It's it's part of it is processing the day and, and noise, but part of it is also lessons. So from there on, whenever I would encounter the key situation, oh, I'm in a dream. Okay, cool. Or I can't find my car. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm in a dream. So so I would use that to, mm -hmm. to turn it into an out-of-body experience, which was pretty cool. To wake up <laughs> in the dream, yes. Yeah. You know. That's a good practice. Yes. But thank you for taking the the admin spot. We um you're very talented and you have a lot of knowledge and you help out a lot and we're I'm very happy everybody is that you joined uh, the admin team. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. I practically cried half the day when you asked me to cuz it's like a dream come true for me. And you guys are so supportive. And when I mess up on the computer, you help me. <laughs> nah, you're doing good. You're doing, you're doing great. Well, I love the people. I love the new people that come in and, um, you know, are just having experiences and looking for answers because they're so open and so grateful to get anybody that wants to answer questions for them. It's awesome. I love doing it. Yes. Yes, and, and like I said, the group is growing, and I see us growing. I wish I could say when we're going to stop, but, I mean, the, it's a very popular group. And I'm thinking because of the help we provide, you know, and the, the, the comfort level. Well, people who would, like, have an experience but never um, run with it, they have an opportunity now to run with it. And so there's going to be more and more of us just coming into our own and realizing that we're more than our physical body and that there's a whole world out there that just waiting for us to explore. So I think that, I think that sites like this are really, really helpful um, in making this kind of thinking grow on, you know, in this world, because heaven knows we need it. <laughs> we need people who think outside the world. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, before we go, now for me, is it's so different. Like when I see people, I don't see humans. I see spiritual beings in a different body that have probably lived different lives, you know, then, and then I see a connection to everything. And then I turn on the TV and I see people like fighting war and, like, I don't understand why, you know, mm -hmm. but it's that spiritual development part of the deal. Even like I would not harm a plant or an animal because they're, they have awareness. They're going through their experience, too, you know, and yes, um, all that just develops. It blooms within the person, within within the being. And I think that's a, a very uh, comforting. Um, you shed the fear. Right. Just okay. it just goes away. So again, Katie is an admin and she is a host. Um, we have different admins that come on and do podcasts. 
And if you're looking for a group, it's called Astral Projection Techniques. There's a link on the podcast, and we offer it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, FM Radio. If you search for Astral Projection Techniques, you'll find the podcast. And if you want to search for the group, you'll, you'll find a link on the podcast. Well, thank you, Katie, for doing this. Woo! Thank you. You bet. Thanks for inviting me. <laughs> and it was very nice seeing you again. And I look forward to helping <laughs> some of you guys. Yes, we'll, <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see you there. Bring, bring it on. <laughs> bring it on. Bring it on. Well, thank you. And this is it for today. And we'll do another episode later on. Thank you, Katie.